The Braves inch closer as the final month begins. We're winning, so it's hard not to have fun when you're winning. So I'm just going to try to keep doing that every night. Welcome to the Braves Report, the new podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that takes you inside the clubhouse and gives you the stories behind the score. I'm Jay Black. Our AJC Braves beat reporter Justin Toscano is off today loading up for a three-city road trip. So Gabe Burns, our features reporter, is back. And Gabe, we knew this was going to be a week the Braves could capitalize with the Rockies and Marlins in town, and they have done that. that yeah, they have. They've done everything that you wanted to see out of them. Uh, it was a really nice week for the team. Once again, uh, starting pitching is the name of the game. Um, what they've been, what they've got out of each of these guys has been really big, and, and they're right there, uh, right there up on the Mets now. All right, coming up, Gabe will explain why the Braves should go all out to track down the Mets in the season's final month. Plus, we'll dig into a terrific week of pitching for the Braves' young arms. Is there reasons to be concerned about Kenley Jansen and Ron Lacuna? Austin Riley will also join the show to discuss one of his favorite charities. And the Ask Justin segment will remain, even though Justin is flying out west, so Gabe will fill in there. If this is your first time listening to the pod, please follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. The Braves Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution is brought to you by Kroger. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. All right, Gabe, so what was the most dominant performance you covered this week for the AJC? Spencer Strider striking out a franchise record 16 or what Georgia did to Oregon? <laughs> yeah, that that's tough. Um, I will say that Strider's certainly was rarer. Um, <laughs> Georgia's going to have – they've had a lot of blowout wins and they're going to have a lot more. Uh, but what we saw out of Strider was just – I mean, it was just remarkable. It was obviously an all-time franchise performance. But, I mean, it was really cool. You know, I covered the whole Rocky series. It felt like old times for me, just, you know, being back there for three days and just, you know, kind of living that lifestyle again. So that was fun. Uh, but it was really cool. You know, those first two games were pretty bad, honestly. They were just boring. It was dull. Even uh, Truist Park, which has been so just enthusiastic all year, even it was, you know, a little a little less energy in there. And, and then that, you know, you end it with that final game at, Certainly made sitting through the other two worth it. All right, so uh, let's let's start off with that uh, historical performance by Strider. Yeah, it was kind of fun to watch. It was really good. That's Brian Snitcrum, what he saw on Thursday. I'm watching some of the replays of the of the pitches, and I was like, my God. I mean, some of those breaking balls with the depth on them, and then the, it's just – and he holds his velocity too. I mean, it's pretty impressive. I lost track after five, and so I – when I, you know, I came out of the game and Kyle was telling me something about John Smoltz or whatever, and I, I had no idea what he was talking about. I just kind of, it didn't make any sense. So, and then somebody else said something, and I just kind of looked cross-eyed at him, and they were like, you know what, you, what just happened? So, so that was, it was neat. It was very cool. I guess Spencer really was in the zone if he didn't realize how many strikeouts he had and what kind of pace he was on. Yeah, I know he was. I mean, he was rolling. We we've seen him. We've seen him with some really electric outings. You know, he had those. He had thirteen strikeouts against the Phillies. I think that was August second. We've seen him have somebody. We've seen him out of the bullpen have them. But I mean that that Rockies lineup is. By the way, it wasn't you know the A's or the Nationals. That's a you know a decent lineup. Not a you know not a great one, but it's a decent lineup. And 
and what he was able to do, he was in complete control, um, just pinpoint location. The velo, obviously, he's touching triple digits. I mean, that's what everyone's going to talk about with him, that and the mustache. He's yeah. – look, he's a fun, fun player, right? I mean, this is a guy it's, – it's almost like he's not real. He's, he's pumping gas like he is. Um, he's excelling as a rookie. I mean, you saw – I'm sure that a lot – I retweeted it. I'm sure that a lot of people saw it, like his mechanics next to DeGrom, uh, eerily similar. Uh, and then his his character, uh, just his personality, the mustache, the whole deal with him is really fascinating. He's the most interesting man on the Braves. Um, he's a blast to watch, and it's really, I mean, it's honestly, it's amazing what he's doing. His for this to be his first season, he's one of he's been one of the best starters in the NL in the majors. Uh, he's piling up strikeouts. Uh, you would assume he's just gonna that he's just going to keep getting better too and he's doing it with two pitches the whole thing is just remarkable um the Braves I mean hats off to Dana Brown and you know the Braves for bringing this guy in and for believing in him to play an integral role on this team as a rookie so I I mean you can't really say enough about Spencer uh he's done an awesome job and for him to achieve that for him to have that performance at age 23 during his 17th career start uh, it's it's just ridiculous and I like what he had to say about how his stuff has progressed from start one to now. As the season's gone on, the fastball's gotten better, the metrics on it. Um, I've been spinning it better, and my delivery's synced up more. And I, I've expected that to happen. It's sort of what happened last year. When you keep getting a routine, you do something as much as we do. By the end of it, you should find it a lot easier. And so uh, these last few outings, I've been really happy with where my fastball's been and was able to just kind of let, let it loose tonight. And move in and out, up and down, and um, like I said, Travis and I made a really good game plan and executed it really well. But how is he doing this as a starter with pretty much just a fastball and a slider? Breaking ball is almost two different pitches. I mean, you, you see how that thing comes out, and it's kind of the depth on it sometimes and the sweep, and it, it's, it, I mean, I just, when you watch, it's almost like that's two pitches in itself. Um but, you know, they're just – when they're above average pitches, I mean, that's that's probably good enough. There's no way Strider goes to the bullpen for the postseason now, is there? <laughs> you know, it, it that we're one – exactly one month uh, when people are listening to this on Monday uh, from the regular season ending. And then this conversation is really going to begin. So, I, I don't know. I, it's going to be It's going to be tough. I don't think you can. Uh, but I've gone on here, I've gone on different radio shows and talked about how exciting, uh, he could be as a, you know, like what Max Freed was in 2019, but mm-hmm. oh, the way he's pitched, I mean, it, <laughs> he, he's one of your best starters. Like it, it's going to be, we'll see how things unfold over the next month. And as Snit loves to say, these things have a way of working themselves out, but you talk about a good problem to have with this group. You have your ace, Kyle Wright, emerging as he has. Strider emerging as he has. You have Charlie Morton, who, by the way, is a phenomenal postseason pitcher and always has been. So you're you're just in a position of, look, this team obviously has a pretty good shot at repeating. It's really hard to do. We've talked about that. We've talked about it all year. But when you look at what this team – you look at the depth of this lineup, you look at this rotation – there's just a lot. And then you look at the landscape of the National League and some of the problems that some of those teams, even the Dodgers, have. Uh, I think the Braves have as good a shot of any, as anybody. And getting contributions from guys like Michael Harris and Spencer Strider, I don't want to say out of nowhere, but for them to come up and to have outperformed any modest expectations you could possibly have for these guys, uh, it's a huge part of 
why the Braves are positioned where they are. How many times has your rookie of the year pick changed in the last two months? <laughs> it, it's it's a Braves award. Um, <laughs> yes, it is. It, it's 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 been amazing to kind of follow this whole race and and see you know where your mind goes and once Spencer has a game like that you're going oh my gosh he has to be but I mean Harris is just so consistent he's consistent defensively the offense and Alex uh, Anthopoulos has said this when they called him up they, they didn't really bank on getting anything from him offensively it was about just having him hit ninth and play defense and you look at what he's been able to do and Obviously, the team really loved what they saw or else they wouldn't have committed that long-term deal to him so quickly. But, I mean, ultimately, I, I, have, to, I have to lean toward Harris. Uh, he's been – I mean, he's been spectacular. But, I mean, Strider's been terrific too. You can't go wrong either way. Uh, maybe this kind of – again, we've got a month left here. So, maybe one of these guys separates themselves. I doubt that will be the case. So, ultimately, I just – I have to go with Harris. Just the entire package, how he impacts this team every day um, – it's it's been really special to see. Strider's not the only good young pitcher, of course. The Braves have they've got another one who may be the National League's only twenty game winner this year, Kyle Wright. For me, it's um, find a way to you know pitch deep in the game and save the bullpen a little bit, um, and ultimately give us a chance to win. You know that's that's kind of what we're trying to do as as starters. I think is go as deep as we can and um, try to keep the other team at bay to the best we can, and you know hopefully we can can finish it off. So um, you know that's. That's my goal is just to go as deep as I can every time. You know, that may be five one game, that may be eight another game, but um, just trying to do my job the best I can. Just the confidence, I think the pitch mix that they, you know, worked on, the curveballs come, been a really big pitch for him. His sinker was tonight was really good. You know, it was um, really good. And um, just his, his you know, arsenal and weapons are, are, I mean, they're real. I mean, this is um, just the confidence he's pitching in and, and just he's a different guy, which, you know, it comes with maturity and success and the whole thing. Wins are no longer a relevant stat. However, we do track them. What kind of accomplishment would it be for him to win 20 games and, and lead the league? Well, considering he had like two coming into this year, <laughs> it's quite the accomplishment. And over the long haul, you know, I'm not a pitcher's wins guy either, but over the long haul, I, I do think it says a little something. Uh, you know, you, there's a lot of really um, impressive come-up stories on this team. The, what Michael Harris – we just talked about Michael Harris and Spencer Strider and just what some of the – the way that Dansby – you know, his numbers were pretty pedestrian uh, early in his career. And you remember, I mean, it's like he was striking out every bat to start this season. Yep. And Austin Riley, the way he's grown. And you can just keep going. Even Max Freed, you go back to the blister problems that he was having and how he was having trouble establishing himself uh, really early in his career. And William Contreras. Yeah, William Contreras. I mean, the list goes on. Like, not, you know, not everybody was a Cunha where they were just having immediate success. But Kyle Wright, um, you can't help – you just have to be really happy for him. What he's done here, you know, these last couple of years, it's not, it hasn't been good. There, there were times it was good, and but it was never consistently good. Even you go back to the pandemic year, he has that great, he has that great finish, great postseason start against the Marlins. The, you know, we know what happened with the Dodgers game; it was just horrific. You know, and then last year he he has two appearances in the regular season, right? He's pitching in the World Series. He looks pretty good, and he says that he builds confidence off that. And honestly. When you go down to spring training, and I'm writing about Kyle down there, and we're talking about it, it's the same conversation we've been having. And that conversation was pretty stale. 
and we knew it was a make or break year for him because if it wasn't going to happen this year, you start to say, well, you look at Kyle's age, you look at how long he's kind of been with this organization, it, it would be – he needs to change the scenery, right? That's how we talk about a guy like that. So for him to have put together, I mean, beyond anything that anyone thought was – I mean, we're talking about a guy that – I mean, frankly, people would have been excited if he was like your fourth – a solid four, right? right. Solid four or five back-end starter. And, and he's just been – I mean, he's been awesome. The pitch mix that we always knew was there, everything is clicking for him. It's always been mental with him because you look at – I mean, you just look at what he has. I mean, it's very obvious it's always been mental with him. You can listen to his pressers. You can talk to him, what he's gone through in recent years. This year, from day one, from his first first time out there, even in, even in going back to spring training, he's just sounded like a different guy. The confidence is just a totally different level. Honestly, sometimes I'm sitting back and I'm kind of like blown away at how different he sounds from how he did. And that, I mean, that's a, that is such a huge testament to him because, you know, we all talk about, you know, mental health, the importance of that, how that ties into sports, how that ties into athletes. That can be a really difficult thing. And I don't know, I'm not speculating on Kyle going through anything, but he clearly just didn't have the confidence and he found it. And he found he's, he's completely reestablished himself. Um, he's a great story. Uh, no one ever would have imagined him leading MLB in wins uh, with September starting. I mean, that's that's just crazy, right? Yeah. So, a testament to him. The Braves have a good one here, and you know we we keep talking about extensions and guys that should be here for for a long time. Maybe you want to see another season or see Kyle start well next season. But and I know he's a pitcher, so it's a little different, but. Kyle has the makings of a guy that you want around here for a long time who can help really solidify your rotation. So, and we've seen him again, and now we've seen him have success in the postseason, right? So we're not necessarily worried about how he's going to fare there. So it's a great story. Uh, you can't say enough about him. And he really embodies in a lot of ways what so many guys on this team are about. And Snip mentioned that this week, that that, that is a main reason this team has – played even better than they did last year we solidified a rotation this year and, and we've had our five guys that we went to and i think that's been really really big even in the run of four straight division titles that has not been the case outside of one or two guys it ha has been a carousel this year it has not been no it hasn't been and uh, you go back to, i mean remember they signed dallas keichel yes. uh, in the middle of the year and remember Fulty was sent down and he came back and you know, you just go through, and of course, the pandemic season. I mean, we 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 don't even need to get yes. into get into the rotation during all that. So, you can go through all the years of this run, and and it's really it's been inconsistent there, right? Uh, but they've had they've had Max Freed, they had Charlie Morton's reliability last year, being able to stay healthy up until the World Series. So, but again, you take Kyle Wright, and he's just been so much better than you ever could have imagined. You put you take Spencer Strider, who you initially had in your bullpen, you move him to the rotation, and he's awesome. <laughs> you can't – I mean, again, like the Braves acknowledge that there's an element of luck with this stuff, and, yep. and that's part of it. Like if they knew Spencer Strider was going to be this good, then he would have been in your rotation immediately, right? So they've had a lot go right for them there too. 
Um, it's obviously been kind of a weird season for Charlie, but the stuff has been really good. Like uh, ultimately, you you know you feel good with him on the mound in a in a postseason game, right? Uh, so and then Max Freed is you know he's a he's a first time All Star. He's he's an ace. So yeah, you lost Ian Anderson with how poorly he pitched, but what you've gotten out of Wright and what you've gotten from Spencer, um, it's it's been it's been huge, and it's why. It's why this team has really overcome the start that they had, right? It feels like so long ago this team was so far below 500, and and now I mean they're just they're rolling and they're just especially against these bad teams. I mean they just do not slip up. They slipped up in that Rockies game, but for the most part, we just saw the Mets drop two out of three to the Nationals. Uh, it's hard to fathom the Braves dropping two out of three to a team like the Nationals, and they're about to play the A's. So I mean they take care of business. When you're looking for leading cardiac treatment, look to Northside Hospital Heart Institute. We lead with five emergency cardiac care centers, so we're here when you need us most. We lead with more than 55 locations in Georgia. That means we're always in the heart of your neighborhood. We lead with clarity, because clear direction is better when it comes to understanding every step of your treatment. Northside Hospital Heart Institute. We lead with heart. Talk about the Mets here in a second, but first, the Braves Report is brought to you by Kroger, and hopefully you're listening to this podcast while you're relaxing during your Labor Day. And happy Labor Day, by the way. Um, but that's the problem when you're trying to relax during a holiday. This is also a chance to not relax and try to catch up and get some work done around the house, help out the kids, shop for groceries, and that takes a lot of time. But don't you have better things to do than stand in line when the groceries can come to your house for free? Eliminate the wait with Kroger Boost. Kroger Boost members get free next-day deliveries on your Kroger groceries for as little as 59 bucks a year. Plus, and this is just as important, you get double fuel points on Kroger gasoline. And everybody needs to save money at the pump nowadays. So save time and save money on your Kroger groceries, save money on your Kroger fuel, and you get extra benefits and hundreds more in savings per year. All this with Kroger Boost. So go to Kroger.com slash boost to enroll. That is Kroger.com slash boost. It was a missed opportunity for the Mets this weekend after they pull off that series win over the Dodgers. They dropped 2-3 or three to the Nationals. So, with the brace sweep of the Marlins, they're just one game back and right there with one month to go. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're right here. This is, this is it. You have, a month, you have a month to go. This is what you play for, right? That's the old cliche and everything. So, this is really the best division race going right now, I think. Um, it's been entertaining ever since the Braves really closed the gap on the Mets. And I know the Mets have the easiest remaining schedule. That's been a popular talking point throughout this. And, but the, I mean, the Braves don't have a tough schedule, but the Mets have the easiest. Well, when you're dropping two out of three to Washington, it just goes to show that, you know, the easiest schedule, it's, these games have to be played. And you wouldn't have expected them, especially coming off that Dodgers series with the, you know, the trumpet and Edwin Diaz and all, all the, you know, all the hype and all that, for them to, you know, just be flat and drop a series to this horrible, horrible Nationals team. Like I, I can't even imagine covering or being a fan. Like that team's just going to be terrible for a while. So they end up losing that series, and the Braves, the Braves take care of business. You know, they're 61 and 24 since June 1st. Uh, I mean, they, yeah. they're they're playing they're playing at the same pace as the Dodgers. They're rolling. I think if it comes down, you know, it comes down to that series with the Mets coming here. You know, the last week of the season, um, that's just going to be an awesome environment, and it very well might because it's just. 
given the way that this is going, it's hard to imagine these teams being separated by more than three or four games or so toward the end of this month, barring one of them just either absolutely catching fire or falling apart. So it's been an awesome division race. Now, Jay, I do think it's crucial that – not necessarily crucial, but it would be huge for the Braves to get the two seed. And – because you're going if you're going to, if they're in their current spot right they're going to and they let's say they win the wild card round they're going to play the Dodgers that series is going to start in LA best out of 5 if you're then otherwise if you win the division you get a bye okay great and you don't have to burn your pitchers trying to beat the Phillies or whoever and then you get to play either the Cardinals or the Padres assuming that things stay as they are and given how things have gone for Milwaukee it you know seems that way so I know that everyone is terrified of the Cardinals in October, understandably so, especially with all the Pujols, Molina, all this yes. stuff they have going on. <laughs> I'll take my chances with the Cardinals' magic before I'd want to play the Dodgers. And I know that the Dodgers do have their issues, but again, I just think the, the Braves are better than the Cardinals. They're certainly better than the Padres. They're better than the Phillies. They're better than the Brewers. Like they're they're in good shape there. I just. If you can avoid the Dodgers until you have to play them, I just feel like that's your best-case scenario. So, I mean, really, the two-seed is a really great position. I mean, frankly, it's better than a one-seed um, matchup-wise, I think. So, it's a, it's going to be a big deal. Uh, I think that even that rest, I know that that's kind of a debated topic, like do you even want the rest, but just not having to use your guys to get by Philly or whoever is going to be a big deal. So, that two-seed, uh, that's – you know, of course you want to win your division and have the banner and all that, but getting that two seed is, is huge. It's just, it's just going to be really important for seeding and for matchups. And we saw last year, you know, the seeding and matchups were why the Braves – or seeding is why the Braves faced Milwaukee in the NLDS while the Dodgers and Giants had to play each other, and that worked in the Braves' favor. So this is another situation where, you know, if they can get to that two seed, it might play out in their favor. What's left for the Braves to do to catch the Mets? Honestly, if they, I mean, they just have to keep doing, keep playing the way they're playing. Yeah, I'm interested to see how this West tri- West Coast trip goes. The A's are terrible, so that's not interesting. But Seattle's obviously a very good team. So again, you can't. It, it's a it's a cliche that uh, sports people love to say when they're talking about you know focus on what you you know focus on the day to day, focus on yourself. But they can't really worry about what the Mets are doing. They're so close at this point. It's just about continuing to do what they do. If they beat the teams that they're supposed to beat, they hold serve against the good ones. If they hold serve in Seattle, they'll be fine. And ultimately, it very well might come down to that final series. And, you know, with the Braves, the way that they have played at Truist Park, and I trust me, if, if I'm them, I would be thrilled with that scenario if it did come down to that. Is Kenley Jansen fine? Yeah, it's concerning, right? Um, he had the, he had these issues with the Dodgers at times here. These, you know, in recent years, and uh, it's we have we ha- again we have a few weeks. Let's see, but um, you know, Iglesias might is, he definitely no, right now he definitely is your best closing option. We'll see how Kenley rebounds, how he fares, you know, up until the postseason. But I just – I feel better about Iglesias. And really, this is why you go out and get this guy, right? You take on his money. You get him. It's not just so you're covered for Jansen's departure at the end of this year, but it's also strengthening the back end of your bullpen 
right now. And after seeing what we saw last year, we know how important that is. So my opinion, Iglesias should be the closer come October. But look, things can change, right? Maybe Iglesias winds up going through and Kenley rebounds. But no, I mean, I'm concerned about Kenley right now. Yes, it has not been good, but there's plenty of time for him to, you know, ride himself. And he's done this for a long time. He's a Hall of Fame level closer. And, you know, he, he kind of knows what he's going to have to do to get right. Has an ERA around five since August 1st, uh, giving up runs in three of his last four outings. Eerily similar to Will Smith's struggles late last season, but Snitker stayed with him and it paid off in the postseason. Yeah, and Snit doesn't seem, again, like he has not indicated to us any concern over Jansen. So he was rewarded. Will Smith was perfect in those 11 appearances. That was basically his one great month as a Brave. <laughs> it, was the, it was the time to do it, right? So, uh, you know, Jansen has, I mean, the Braves scored, you know, the run wasn't charged to Jansen, but they walked, they walked him off uh, last October. Again, there's plenty of time to you know look at this and see how it plays out. But Iglesias has been really good for them, and and right now he is just easier to trust him than Kenley. I still want to know what the Angels are doing, trading <laughs> Iglesias just for Tucker Davidson. They then they release Jesse Chavez and the Braves get him back. Yeah, the that puzzle is not completed. Uh, they <laughs> they wanted to move off the money, you know they. Their, their their financial situation is is going to be very interesting, and obviously Otani is the big piece hanging over it, and he's a free agent after next year, and they've got to figure out, you know, are they going? And they're going through a sale, which only yeah. further complicates the entire thing. Are you going to trade Otani? And what about the new owner? It's kind of you know we saw Juan Soto got traded before new ownership took over in Washington. The new owner did not want you know his or her first move to be to move off Juan Soto, right? Yeah, we'll see what happens with Otani. I, I'm skeptical that they would actually move him, but they're in a position that they're they have to show if they're going to try to keep him, they have to show him that they can put a winner out there. And moving Iglesias, uh, that trimmed payroll for them, short term and long term, and it frees them up. They, you know, their pitching actually has not been that bad this year. I know that's what everyone always talks about with them, but they need, oh, they need they need some they need probably need a first baseman. Uh, you know, Walsh was pretty bad, and now he's hurt, and they might need a shortstop. There's just – they need a lot of things offensively. They could use some more relievers. But they were at a position where paying that much for one guy, it kind of made sense to – if you could get out of that, then get out of it. But, man, they, they really got nothing in return. Davidson was lit up today, um, and we kind of know what he is. And then you let Chavez go, so I'm – yeah, you get you get the financial flexibility. We'll see how they use it, but you would have liked to at least get something more out of that. Also, this week we got some honesty from Ron Lacuna when you asked him about his knee. Terrible, <laughs> terrible. But um, you know, uh, no, we're just going to play through it until um, the season's over, like that. I guess that explains a lot. Yeah, uh, it's it's look. They've said it. There's, I mean, there's inflammation. It's it's uncomfortable, but. He's going to play through it, and he's been out in the field since he said that. We know how Acuna plays. We know he's going to be aggressive. We know he's going to run. We know, like, that's just what he's going to do, okay? So, I mean, there's not much more to be said about it. So, it's it's just a matter – you know, he ripped a – gosh, he ripped a really hard double earlier today. And, you know, he's he's if he can get going and he can be a big piece for them, duh, in October, he's a megastar leadoff hitter when he's feeling his best – 
Am I concerned about it? I mean, look, it's not ideal. Of course, you don't want your player's knee feeling terrible, especially yes. when he's this far removed from surgery. But if he's able to play through it and he's cleared, then this is just what he and the team are going to have to deal with. And if there's time that he needs off, if he needs to DH, and then come October, however the team can use him, they're a better team with him in there. So it's just a matter of – how it shakes out, how he's feeling, and what they ultimately think is best as far as using him. On the farm, Ozzy Albies has a couple of hits so far in his first couple of games on his rehab stint in Gwinnett. What expectations do you have for him? Well, it's going to be, again, helpful to have him back. That's strengthening your depth. We're going to talk a lot about what happens with Vaughn Grissom, right? Uh, he, took, he was taking some – he was just practicing a little bit in the outfield. Uh, from what I heard, it didn't look great. But we'll see. That's a pretty tough thing to ask of a kid like that. Um, but this team needs depth. You have the DH, so that's kind of a game changer as far as this is concerned. I think Ozzy coming back, look, he's, <laughs> he's, he provides so much energy. He's an all-star second baseman. The speed element that you're getting out of him, just he's going to make this lineup even deeper, assuming that he's back to you know anything close to what you expect out of him. Now, even though Justin could not be here with us today, he did get a chance to speak one-on-one -on -one with Austin Riley on Monday at his charity event, Team Red, White, and Blue Driving for Veterans at Top Golf Atlanta. Austin, we're usually in a clubhouse, but today it's Top Golf. We're trading out the baseballs for the golf, ball, golf balls, good food, but there's a good cause. Can you tell us a little bit about why this means so much to you to support veterans? You know, I think it's, it just, you know, goes back to, you know, what the sacrifices they make. Um, and, and uh, you know, to, to you know, they're the reason why we have our freedom, um, and, and I think that that hit home, that hits home with me, you know, a lot. Just like I said, just uh, the, I think it kind of gets overlooked the sacrifices they make and what they have to deal with, not only in the battlefield but when they come home. Um, and in any way I can can help and, and be a part of that, I think that, you know, like the, I think this is a, a no-brainer for me. Why why is giving back in the community so important to you? Just because I, I, you know, I've been extremely fortunate and blessed, and, and you know, my dad's always taught me, you know, give more than you you, you receive, um, and, and um, you know, I'm a, I'm, I try to be a, a giving person as much as possible, and, and you know, like I said, I think this is this is uh, spot on for me. Um, hopefully, it, it, it continues uh, year in and year out as long as I, I'm here in Atlanta. Um, but no, this is this is going to be. I think it's going to be a good night and great cause, and you know, just excited to, to be a part of it. There are a few of you guys in that clubhouse that do stuff in the community in various ways, various causes. Is that important to show well for the organization, for the city, in that way? Yeah, I think so. Like I said, any anytime you can you can give back, it's 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 always a positive. Um, you know, I, you know, I know Ozzy's got you know his his shelter, um, and, and like I said, I think this is this was something that. Um, you know, I thought about it for for a while, and and and, and I'm excited to, to do it. And and like I said, you know, growing up, you know, I, I never had family in the military, um, but I was always in the outdoors watching hunting shows and stuff like that. And, and you know, just seeing those 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 guys that, like I said, I'm good buddies with Tyler, real tree. You know, seeing those guys take those those guys hunting um, and and the sharing those memories of you know the smiles on their faces and 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 just really getting us to, to hear their story. I think that was something you know. That meant a lot to me, and, and uh, you know, reason why I'm, you know I wanted wanted to do this. Of course, we want to thank Austin Riley for being on the Braves Report podcast. We'll see you next time. Well, he had some kind of week, didn't he? Uh, raising some uh, charity money on Monday, and then four home runs the rest of the week. 
Yeah, there's not a I, there's not a better guy on this team than Austin. Just a wonderful dude. I had the pleasure of going to his hometown, South Haven, Mississippi, which is about 15 miles south of Memphis, a few weeks ago, and got to talk with a lot of coaches, or got to talk with his high school coach and a lot of friends and family members, and it was it was a pleasure doing that story. He's just he's an awesome guy, uh, awesome player. New career high in home runs for him. Uh, obviously, the big new contract. It's it's been a really nice two years for him, and in basically every way, life is pretty good. So, uh, yeah, the fact that he cares about the community and he wants to give back is you know that's a big deal. We always want to make sure you guys know how much we appreciate uh, your support of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Subscribers are what's, is what powers our journalism. But we know there's a lot of people asking a lot of your dollars, so we do not take that for granted. And if you have not joined our community yet, mark your calendar, because we have a special deal that starts on Tuesday. Remember, this is Tuesday, and it is our best deal of the year. Unlimited digital access to everything the Atlanta Journal-Constitution has to offer for just 99 cents total for the next six months so you'll save more than 75 bucks for the best journalism in georgia you'll get access to all our digital products ajc.com our newsletters including the braves report and bradley's buzz the e-paper and much more so to take advantage of this deal starting on tuesday go to subscribe.ajc.com slash podcast that is subscribe.ajc.com slash podcast to get our best deal of the year so you always know What's really going on? All right, coming up next, two games uh, with what's left of the Oakland A's on Tuesday and Wednesday, and then three with the Mariners. So the Braves will get to see Shea Langoliers, Christian Pache, and Julio Rodriguez in the same week. Well, the, they're they're going to kill the A's. The A's are just <laughs> terrible. I mean, that's I mean that thing is a joke. Like it's <laughs> it's like a Alabama against Utah State, right? Uh, well, um, it is. I, I don't. I'd be surprised if they slipped up. But Seattle's awesome, and you know, like. You just as a fan of the sport, as a fan of baseball, and, you know, I was a fan of pretty bad teams growing up. So <laughs> I understand kind of what fans are going through when it comes to playoff droughts. And, I, I you know, I, I hope that they end up making it, and I hope they go on a run for those fans. It's been a really long time for them. So I, it's going to be – that's going to be fun, getting to see Julio. And, you know, I got to see him in the home run derby at the All-Star game and all. And it's a, it's a cool environment. It's a good sports town. So – yeah, that's going to be a pretty fun series, I think. All right, so with Justin off, we will still continue the Ask Justin segment. So, Gabe, uh, we'll fill in here, and uh, we will answer your questions on Twitter at Justin C. Toscano. Our first question comes from Tamara Meredith. Where have you been? We've missed you. <laughs> I didn't know if that was for me or for Justin because Justin's been off all week. I've been off, like, going everywhere. Is that was that for me or for Justin? <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. It was, it, I think it was for you since, uh, since the question was for you. Maybe, maybe she misses everybody. Yeah, yeah. Well, appreciate it. Justin's doing an awesome job. No, I've I've been great. It's football season. Um, got to doing Georgia Tech on Monday. Did Georgia on Saturday. I've got Falcons coming up, and I'll still be around the Braves a lot um, here in this final month. And then I'll be I'll be with them the whole time during the playoffs. So uh, there's going to be plenty of Braves coverage coming from me. And Justin is heading out to the West Coast, so there's going to be a lot from him in this next week too. Next is from Andy. On what day will the Braves reclaim first place? <laughs> Friday. Friday. All right. The deficit is one. All right. Next from Tim Finley. Who are your starters in a three-game playoff series? Uh, Max Freed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Wright. <laughs> 
Mr. October and Mr. Yeah, Quad. I guess Char- Charlie Morton and I have and I have Strider obviously ready, ready to roll. So I, I get I, I that's kind of what I would go with right now. I think, but it, you know I I might change my mind on that. <laughs> And finally, for Kevin Morrison, on our upcoming road trip, should we secretly replace the Oakland A's team with the Rome Braves and see if anybody notices? Uh, nobody would. So that would be a because <laughs> nobody's be really there. Fun. The 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 payroll's about the same too. So yeah, no, I mean, and no, yeah, no one's going to be there. Um, maybe there's some Braves fans. Like, hey, Braves fans are everywhere, man. Um, yeah, when I was are. on the beat, it didn't matter where we went. There was a healthy contingent, and that was. You know, even in the earlier days when they had just, you know, started getting good again. So there's plenty of Braves fans in California who I'm sure would be happy to help the A's sell a few extra tickets. Uh, I could rant about the state of baseball and some of these teams that just don't care. But, you know, we, we talk about that a lot. But we'll just say that the A's are, are really at the top of the list. Yes, <laughs> Matt Olson's back, so he'll, he'll get to, you know, he'll get to see the video trip Video I'm tribute? Sure he's excited. Uh, I, they should do it on Twitter. People would see it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, uh, our winners of the week. You first. Well, duh, I mean, we have to be boring about this. Spencer Strider has to be the winner of the week. Come on. <laughs> yes. Like, I mean, Michael Harris wins another rookie of the month. He also has to be a winner of the week. So this is, can we go to football? Like George is a big winner of the week. I think Billy Napier and Anthony Richardson are big winners. Like if we have to go there for, you know, a little different change of pace here, but no, I mean, as far as the Braves are concerned, like Spencer Strider and Michael Harris have to be the big winners. I'm going a different direction. Tim Tucker. They retired on Friday after 50 years in the business and 40 years of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, including a long stint covering the Braves in sports business, uh, which, uh, which part of that was the opening of Truist Park. So congratulations to Tim on your retirement. Huge congrats to Tim. He's always a winner, <laughs> not yes. just this week, but every week. Uh, you really, I mean, you cannot say enough about what he has meant to the AJC, what he has meant to journalism in Atlanta. He is the shining example of everything that we should strive to be. Having him as someone that I could consult when I, because I was a 23-year-old MLB beat writer, right? So there's a lot that I'm trying to figure out, and there was for the first few, really few years there. I mean, you're you're just trying to figure stuff out, and having someone like that who also, by the way, was a super young beat writer uh, covering the Braves, and someone with just his knowledge with how long he's been around Atlanta sports, especially with the Braves. Really, I mean, we're all happy for him. It's a loss for us, but we are all thrilled for Tim. Like, thank you, Tim, so much for everything you've done for the AJC, for this community. And I'm, each of us, I'm sure, have stories about what he's, you know, what he's meant and just how much he's, how much he's valued. But, you know, thank you and congrats, a huge congrats to Tim. We always have a mic for you, Tim, if you want to jump on the Brace Report podcast in your retirement, if you still want to talk some baseball with us. Uh, finally here, Coaches of the Week. Congratulations to the Braves Youth Baseball and Youth Softball Coaches of the Week. J.P. Adams of Augusta, who coaches baseball for the North Augusta Mud Dogs, and Jonathan Wood from Palmetto, who is the softball coach for the Sonoy Galaxy. Check out this week's winners at AJC.com slash Braves Coach of the Week, which is brought to you by the Atlanta Braves and your local Kroger store. So uh, big, uh, big sports week for you, Gabe, and uh, thanks for wrapping it up here on the Braves Report, and we will uh, talk to you again here pretty soon. Absolutely, Jay. It felt like old times there. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> always, always enjoy it, man. 
We will see you guys every Monday with a fresh new Braves report. Remember, please rate, review, follow, share, and subscribe. That is what really helps us grow this show. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell us what we're doing right, tell us what we're doing wrong. We will see you next week on the Braves Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. When you're looking for leading cardiac treatment, look to Northside Hospital Heart Institute. We lead with five emergency cardiac care centers, so we're here when you need us most. We lead with more than 55 locations in Georgia. That means we're always in the heart of your neighborhood. We lead with clarity, because clear direction is better when it comes to understanding every step of your treatment. Northside Hospital Heart Institute. We lead with heart. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.